Hi, boys and girls. Welcome back to We Love Lucy. I'm Allison Werma. I'm Corinne Eckhart. I'm Molly Lyons. Today we're going to talk about The Black Eye. It aired March 9th, 1953. Ricky and the Mertzes recall when Ricky accidentally gave Lucy a black eye. This was the last episode filmed before Lucy went on maternity leave. And it's one of those flashback episodes. Can we bring that format back? Remember when? And then an entire episode. Right. I could honestly see an episode of New Girl. No, Friends like that. did it. Did they? Oh, that's right. The one with all the flashbacks, I think one is called. One that never happened. Yeah. There was also that one where they had all the hookups that didn't actually happen. Right. Like in a dream sequence almost. No, there was a version where... Where like Chandler and Rachel hooked up in the bar and then like Phoebe and Ross were a thing. That was the one that could have been or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that got away. So the reason we know this is a flash back episode or that the kid is home is because ricky says the kid's asleep in the other room you're gonna wake the kid the hijinks must be low volume so (sighs) fred our friend (laughs) our enemy our constant pain his tie is stuck in his pants (laughs) you know it's a struggle it's a struggle to be fred i actually was i was rooting for him in this one i was really i was a fan i was on team fred is it stuck in his pants or did he specifically place it in his pants it's a good question corinne i don't know the answer I don't know. But yeah, during the, when they open the flashback, that's where it is. So not only are Fred's pants a problem, but also he's getting a lot of shade from Ethel this episode. They're having a hard time. I think their adjustment to being godparents has been very stressful for them. Clearly too much responsibility. Just entering the apartment, she almost slams him in the face. Well, she, apparently he, she does slam him in the face because he's like, you've broken my that's nose. That's right. <laughs> Which I, I don't know. I wasn't there, but I didn't get that sense <laughs> he was being super dramatic about the whole thing oh imagine said, showing up to the lodge meeting with a black eye the horror how embarrassing what that was strange it's like who are you trying to impress at the lodge he should have been like i got in a bar fight i don't know right um, the other thing i thought was weird in this the timeline of the story timeline problems similar to game of thrones in that like it didn't make any sense spoilers to me. gotta cut that no that's not a spoiler it's generally about game of thrones <laughs> which, like we don't understand how the time passes how quick know. does gendry really it. run how long does it take to to fly a dragon somewhere these how, are questions how about a how about a raven yeah, these are all important. How does Sam Tarly know more than the three-eyed raven? But, like, immediately, he when Ricky's like, poor baby, to Fred, he's like, you're, you're already getting a black eye. No, he wasn't. No. The timeline on people's black eyes were very confusing. Ethel says, I'm surprised that I got you in the nose because you've got that big stomach buffer. Whoa. She is throwing down. Ethel just said what all of us are feeling. We've been feeling this for years, literally years. Imagine how she feels. Do you think she got any satisfaction out of saying that? You know, she's living in her truth. It was a weird tone, don't you think, at the top of the episode when Ricky was like, I will never forget that attitude you had, Ethel. And it's like, wait, what? Remember that misunderstanding a long time ago? Let's revisit it. (laughs) It was like very threatening. And I was like, she thought you were hitting your wife. (laughs) Calm down. Before the flashback, don't they say something about hot-blooded Cuban or... There's a lot of... You know how Cubans are when they're hitting people? Like, no, I don't. What are you talking about? Yeah, so there was a lot of just, like, low-key, high-key racism. Low-key, high-key, mid-key. Just, like, regular racism. like, low-key to them, high-key to the rest of us now. (laughs) Basically, they're reading this crazy book. Well, that was the other thing. It's like, they make a Cuban joke when she's like, I'm reading the book now. Like, and and she's like, readers keepers, like, losers watch the television. Yeah. Not in Cuba. Does that mean they don't have TVs in Cuba? Don't know. I don't know if his way of just being like, I don't buy it. 
Right, or he was just saying, oh, but that rule doesn't apply to me. Mm. But, like, I like that reading is cool. I like that reading is the preferred activity that they have to fight over. I thought that was really probably not something that would have happened today. But reading is your preferred activity, It is, true. I am a bookworm. I've read 15 books this year so far. About 12 of them, I believe, have been written by female writers, which is really cool. And that wasn't the plan, but it just happened. So I'm going to try to keep that up as best I can. Reading is not for nerds. It's the cool thing to do. TV. We love the library. We're huge advocates of the LA Public Library here. But also TV's cool too. Also television is also a thing. Yeah, it's cool. We like both. Television based on books, also good. Yeah, Game of Thrones, Handmaid's Tale, Big Little Lies, great soundtrack. But yeah, I love that Lucy's such a bookworm. It's one of my favorite qualities about Well, they her. both are. It's yeah. great. So they try to share reading the book. Doesn't work. No, because Lucy reads out loud. She wants to flip the page and he says, no, I haven't read one word yet. And she's like, oh, nothing happens. Don't worry about it. But then he shows that he's smarter than all the rest of us because he translates it into Spanish while he's reading. Which is amazing. Which is pretty cool. And this book that they're reading, it's about Madge and Gordon. Yes. Pretty wild. They're in a fight. They're violent. So I thought it was such a good fake out when Ricky starts waving his hand while he's reading the book. Her face is right there. And I was like, oh, he's going to hit her by accident, but no. But it's the fact that she can't read a book without acting it out, kind of. like She she just gets really into it. Yeah, and she's like performing these like violent scenes in this pulpy book. <laughs> like, very crazy. And so then Fred and Ethel end up in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And I love that they acknowledge that they usually just walk yeah. into the apartment. <laughs> it's like, no, we should stop and knock for once or ring the bell. And Fred's like, wait, why? why? We <laughs> always go in. And then they hear the theatrics inside and they get scared. I think this is the moment where one of them calls Ricky a hot-blooded cute. Yeah. yeah. I think it was Fred. That would not fly today. No. I can't really figure out Ethel's motivation here because she obviously wants to know what's going on. Right. She doesn't just want to barge in, which we've already acknowledged they do all the time anyway. Right. When she's like, oh, it would be untoward for us to walk in on them hitting each other. Yeah, but it's like, wait, shouldn't you try to intervene at that moment? Yeah, no, she's like, no, I'm going to go home and call them on the phone to interrupt this violence. (laughs) And then they'll be ready for us to come over. Yeah, right? It's not proper. The proper way to interrupt your neighbor's fighting. This is what we're learning about today. Neighbors and best friends. Yeah. Ethel is Lucy's friend to whom she may turn in a moment of crisis. (laughs) Except not actually the moment of crisis, but 30 seconds later after a crisis. That's what I like to say to people when I think they're going through a tough time. I'll just be like, I am your friend whom you can turn in in a moment of crisis. I am your friend to whom you may turn time after time. (laughs) If you fall, I will catch you. I will be waiting. Time after After time. time. (laughs) After time. So then Lucy's still acting and she's really into it. You think she was pregnant when they shot this? I think so because she looked pretty pregnant. She was wearing a cape again. They're acting it out and then she decides to go in the bedroom. Ricky lightly tosses her a book and it smacks her in the eye. (laughs) Honestly, I'm surprised that that hasn't happened to me before. I am very clumsy. But I don't know, would a book really give you a black eye? If it hits you in the right place, and if it's a Harry Potter book. I think we got to suspend disbelief about what gives what a black eye because we're about to 
encounter some suspicious circumstances. Are you saying that everything that happens on TV isn't real? I don't know about that. I'm not willing to go that far. But so she gets a black eye from Ricky throwing the book at her. Yeah, but they were so cute afterwards when he was like, I'm so sorry, honey. And he seemed so worried about it. Yeah. And he kissed her on the eye. Yeah, it was so Aww. cute. I just want a man who will kiss me on the eye. And he was After he clearly <laughs> felt really bad. He was like, oh, all right, sorry. Yeah. So Ethel comes in with Fred. This is like, I I loved this because we see them in cahoots for the first time, like Ethel and Fred. Mm. You know, you don't really get to see them like this. So this was a cool, cool moment, despite the circumstances and despite what transpired later. Yeah, so they're trying to get them to admit that something happened. The interesting part to me was that this unchallenged statement of like, no one ever believes the the story of how you got a black eye. Right. Is this a stereotype? How often are you telling... I thought that was interesting, though, because I thought it was really self-aware that like, it's true that if they did any story where Lucy got hurt on the show, I don't Mm. know, this is true in real life, this story has to be about like, oh, did he hit her? Does it? I mean, I think if you see someone with a black eye, you assume that a fight happened, whether it's like a, a domestic violence or just like a fight in general. If you think this is bad, you should see the other guy. Right. But I think it's still true, like... That if somebody has a black eye, you assume that they got in a fight or that they somebody hit them or like, I think that's still true. So I thought it was really interesting and self-aware that they decided to like call it right on its head mm-hmm. and sort of make Ethel and Fred the butt of the joke in that like Ethel and Fred jumped to all these crazy conclusions because Lucy was in control of the, of the hijinks from the point at which she realized that Ethel wasn't going to believe any story. Other than she got beat up. And then she just like sort of took it by the horns and was like, all right, let's run with it. Well, she also threw kindling onto the fire by her first response being, oh, Ricky hit me. Right, because to her it's so obvious that he didn't, that she right. didn't joke about it. Mm-hmm. But in people with not such an obviously happy marriage, maybe that's not what their brains yeah. can do. Well, they eavesdropped. They heard them, quote unquote, fighting. They had some like evidence. Yeah, even though it might have seemed out of character for the couple. Yeah. yeah. They believed it. And it was interesting to me that Ethel put such a high value on like, I want to be the person you tell all your secrets to. And that she well, like, wouldn't let go of it. She couldn't sleep, but only because she didn't know the real story. And that's right. kind of, why couldn't she just not sleep? Because she's worried about her friend no, leaving her. she's f- like wildly curious and a gossip. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> leaving her friend alone with an abusive husband right. would. Also keep you up at night? Give you pause of some kind? I don't know. Apparently oh, well. not. She just wants to know the truth. Lucy is so physical when she's describing to Ethel what happened. Even though we know it's a joke, like using all like her whole body to tell the story about how her husband hit her yeah. it's kind of dark well and also because we just saw her do the whole bit for the book yeah like we just see that this is like a thing she likes to do yeah that she's basically just pulling the material directly from a thing she just read and is going to town she doesn't get to perform in the in ricky's show so she's got to find her own venues <laughs> i mean it goes off the rails pretty quickly if he had really <laughs> hit her that many times Lunched and kicked her, her. Yeah. like yeah, she'd have more bruises yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't think that was possible <laughs> but then she adds in a fun little bit about oh. how ricky found out that she has a lover because Ethel was like why was he so mad like what set him off and she was like nothing at all we were just sitting here and then talking and i told him i was in love with another man and then out of nowhere he got so angry <laughs> she's straight up trolling ethel yeah. like <laughs> it was so good and then ethel was like wait back up <laughs> i need to know about your mystery lover and she's like no i can't speak of it right is it someone we know yes it's 
Fred. Perhaps. (laughs) Twist. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, okay. And this is, like, we had kind of a B story where it's, like, then Fred and Ricky run into each other outside. Yeah. And he's, like, dude, I know about women. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Fred. I love when he's, like, I wasn't really sore at you. I was just going along with Ethel. Last night? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Well, let me tell you about that. Listen, I know just how you felt. No, you don't. Oh, yes, I do. I've been married a lot longer than you have. And you should never have lost your temper that much. However, it's done, and there's only one way out of it. I see. What's that? Don't stand on false pride. Whether you're right or wrong, be big about it. Apologize. Send her some flowers. And Ricky's like, you're crazy. I'm not doing anything. Bye, I gotta go to work. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird because Fred was concerned in his own way about the couple. Right. But he wasn't concerned that there was any violence that had taken place. He was just concerned that they weren't going to make it because right. Ricky's yeah. not trying to repair the relationship. He just wants the two crazy kids to work it out. <laughs> He's like Dr. Phil. You know that it's just his selfish motives of like... I want to spend time with Ricky. Yeah. He ducks into the florist shop. I love that he's a regular at the floor. Yeah, that's what my question. I'm sorry, who is he buying flowers for? <laughs> it's not Ethel. It, uh, certainly not. He likes to have a good uh, a flower arrangement on the table at the lodge meetings. He brings one to the lodge. I bet you that's it. <laughs> or does he show up front row at Ricky's show and give him flowers afterwards? <laughs> Correct. Who else would Fred get flowers for? Does he have a mother? He goes was- to the YMCA a lot. <laughs> That's a weird thing to bring to the YMCA. Imagine entering a, the YMCA and there not being a bouquet of fresh flowers at the front. <laughs> from Fred. From Fred. It just says, from Fred. <laughs> Dash Fred. I'm going to assume all flowers I come across in the future are from Fred. <laughs> I'm going to send you guys bouquets tomorrow. <laughs> that says, love you from Fred. Love. I love honey. What what, what was the message? He's on like, the- darling, I love you. I love you. I love you. Eternally yours, Fred. <laughs> Eternally yours, Fred. Fred has used that before then, that it just rolls off the tongue. Eternally yours, Fred. <laughs> Whose is he? <laughs> to whom does he belong? <laughs> well, at first I was like, this feels very strange that immediately he's like, what is the delivery guy going out? Get him back here now! And I was like, oh, he needs to be rushed, and that's why he does the card wrong. The whole thing just felt like a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. It is the nicest thing he's probably ever done, but he's also just needs to be better about the details because he is not a professional hijink no. artist. But the devil is in the details. I think that say. this episode is the first and maybe only time that the hijinks are really Fred's. Yeah. Yeah. This is Fred's... Hi, Jake time. Yeah. I was rooting for him. I was, like, loving this Fred. Yeah. Where he's like, I'm going to fix their marriage. I'm going to send them flowers. We're going to, like... He stole a flower and put it in on his lapel. I'm sorry. That was, like, a dead it flower. It was a dead flower. But, like, he is feeling himself. He <laughs> yeah. is just, like, doing Fred, doing it up crazy. I know. I was like, let's have a day. Let's follow Fred, like, for a day. I want a Fred POV <laughs> episode. Just a bottle episode of just, like, a day in the life of Fred. Or, like, him at the lodge. <laughs> him at the YMCA, him at the soda counter and all the people he interacts with. giving flowers to homeless people. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what Mm -hmm. he does. Maybe that's why he's at the florist. Maybe just him being grumpy is a shtick. And maybe he feels a lot of pressure from the outside world to be that curmudgeon. And that's not really who he is on the inside. that's the mask he chooses to wear. He (laughs) certainly knows a lot about flowers. He knew names. He's like gladiolas, yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, gladiolas? You never have those. (laughs) They're beautiful. Put them in the box. (laughs) It was a huge box. Yes. I, I would love to receive flowers like that. Here's a fun fact. I love getting flowers. Mm. My mom sends them to me for my birthday sometimes. Do That's about that it. Time I sent them to you for your birthday. And I wasn't home. And I felt bad they died in my hallway. Because no neighbor even picked them up. 
You weren't there? I was out of town for her birthday. I left, and then I... No, I sent them to her. Because I was going to miss the birthday celebration you had before, and I felt bad. So I sent them to you, and you were like, Mom, what happened? Why is this here? I was just confused, too, because they called me, like, six times when I was getting on the plane. And I'm like, is this an emergency? I'm also like, what man loves me this much? In Twist, our girlfriends are the greatest love of all. Maybe Fred sends flowers to Ricky. He might. But then they die on the doorstep because no one's there. <laughs> no one's ever there. The doorstep well, of his heart. No one was home and Ethel put them in the apartment. Because Ethel knows what's up all the time everywhere. Well, she thought they were from a secret lover. I love how as soon as he got in the building, he was like, Ethel, have there been any delivery trucks? And she was like, nope, just the florist. Like, she knows everything. Yeah, but that's concerning to me. Is she sitting by the window all day watching trucks arrive? That's why she cares, because she has nothing else to do. I know. We should all have friends like Ethel. Guys, I am Ethel. I'm the town crier. You are. everybody everything that's happening. You are. You kind of really are. (laughs) I'm Ricky, we've decided. You decided that this week on Twitter. I did. I'd like to be Fred. (laughs) You can be Fred. (laughs) In this episode. But you wear your pants better. (laughs) Thank you. High-waisted pants are in, though, I think, still. Although I did read a terrible article of that low-rise jeans maybe coming back, which I am not supportive of. So Fred reads the message that he wrote by memory to the florist and then realizes he wrote the wrong name and then runs out and stiffs the florist. You didn't pay me! Exposition. Please. Well, Fred clearly comes, comes in day. enough, so yeah, I'm sure he'll make up for it. He's a running... <laughs> flower tab so the flowers get delivered to lucy did you see fred's hat hair when he got home wild i love oh it. yeah i forgot about that he looked like he'd been electrocuted there was a whole story we didn't see he was sticking straight up he was like a mad scientist i was into it i think because he had to take off his hat in the scene so when he got in he took it off the hat and didn't he complain about it being warm as well yeah yes. in the house well that was an excuse i think to like go away from ethel because first he walks in and he's like, I wanted to see you. And she's like, why did you run in like that? You're a weirdo. Yeah. And then he was like, I got to go change the temperature because it's hot. So he gets into Lucy and Ricky's apartment, despite them not wanting to walk in at the top of the episode. He definitely has keys and can just enter when they're not home. And so can Ethel because she's close behind him. I think Ethel can just like alohomora the doors because she's a witch. <laughs> True. But she needs to work on her witching skills. If she were a better witch, she would have known that Lucy was lying and she would have known lucy was coming home yeah there are a lot of things she would have known so she's not that thorough of a witch is what i'm trying to say she's like out of practice yeah she did slink out the door very witchily which like out the door into the hallway oh she did like she sort of vanished yeah when they okay so that was when she and fred are both hiding in the apartment because they were trying to look in the box to get the card so fred goes because he wants to grab the card out because he still wants his plan to work he just thinks if i get the card back She'll get the flowers. She'll assume they're from Ricky. It'll all be good. Yeah. And then the card's in the box. That's weird. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, sometimes you need to contrive some sort of obstacle. (laughs) Yet again, someone hiding in the closet. Is it a giant metaphor? I mean, I I didn't want to say it, but I'm certainly going to allow it. I don't think it is in this episode. But I think it's a metaphor for friendship. Is in the closet? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, he's like, his kindness has been in the closet. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) And now he's like trying to come out. With his kindness. Yeah. He's trying to hide but do sweet things behind the scenes. Yeah. Wait, I'm into that. Can that be my MO? <laughs> Just like quiet, secret sweet things? Quiet kindness. 
Quiet kindness. <laughs> Secret <laughs> sweetness. Like I like it. So he's hiding, and then while he's hiding, he hides because Ethel's coming in, and she tries to find the card, but yeah. then she hides behind the door, and then they eventually find him in the closet, and he's hiding under a coat. Well, he's holding a coat in front of his face. So Lucy gives a card to Ethel to read. Darling, I love you, I love you, I love you. Eternally yours, Fred. <laughs> Fred! <laughs> Fred who? You know Fred who? <laughs> oh, now, Ethel, you certainly don't think that these are from Fred Mertz, do you? Well, this card certainly wasn't written by Fred McMurray. <laughs> Hey listeners, we're gonna we're gonna Instagram a photo of Fred McMurray because I think everyone should know what he looks like. Oh, I would love for him to send me flowers and perhaps other things. You know, we have to all hope to one day receive a gift from someone who looks like Fred McMurray. What is his deal? Who is he? Well, so he was the dad on My Three Sons. He also was in a number of other film and television projects. He's a very handsome man. IMDb says he was likely the most underrated actor of his generation. He was in he was in films like Double Indemnity. Look at him in the sweater. He knows how to wear wear a knit. That's for sure. How do we know the flowers weren't from Fred McMurray? Because we saw Fred Fred Mertz mm, write it, but like I don't I guess know. he could have written the same thing. <laughs> Possible. Not ruling it out. She is one of the most beautiful wives of show people. So, right? Of show people. <laughs> <laughs> McMurray was a featured vocalist on a song called All I Want Is Just One Girl. He sounds like a romantic. Oh, oh, he's from Illinois. Oh, yeah. I think he'd sign a card, Eternally Yours, Fred. Fred. <laughs> that was like, he has it, had it on all his stationery. Everything was signed that way. Honestly, Eternally Yours, Fred Mertz sounds like a threat. Like, <laughs> and like something I, do, for you. I don't want. Like a punishment. So Lucy lets Ethel read the card because she thinks it's going to be from Ricky? Yeah, yeah. She's trying to prove a point. Yeah. And she does prove a point, which is everything is messed up. And that she's, it appears that she's cheating on Ricky with Ethel's husband. Yeah, okay. It's a little unbelievable. And then it gets catty. Ethel being like, my old goat, or whatever he calls it. She She says, beautiful, fat, old goat. My beautiful, fat, old goat. In current lingo and slang, goat means greatest of of all all time. time. So watching it from a 2017 lens means, what was it? Beautiful, fat, old, greatest Greatest of of all time. time. You know what? I think we all know that Ethel is, she's inventing all teen slang. It's it's like a compliment sandwich. There's beautiful and greatest on the outside. And in the middle, there's fat and old. (laughs) It kind of all evens out. I don't know. know. Fat and old is hard to hear. It's like a sandwich with lots of flavors in it. Yeah. It's a complex dish. Or it's like in the closet. Or it's like one of those weird Oreo flavors. Yes. Mm. You know, that you don't really want, but you're going to eat it because it's an Oreo. that someone decided to Yeah. The pumpkin ones. Ooh, no. I am not here for pumpkin anything. Oh, I am. It's almost pumpkin season. No. uh Uh-uh. Anything else. Cinnamon, apple, like... Anything, maple, I love squashes, I love root vegetables. Pumpkin's just a different kind of gourd. Not, it's just, there's something about it, and I'm also weird with texture. So, (laughs) they find him in the closet, and he's trying to deny it. Ethel's very mad, and she bops him in the 
face with the flower box. Violence is not the answer. You know, that seems to be a recurring thing in this episode is everyone's just reverting to violent tendencies. She was so like worried and concerned that Ricky was hitting Lucy and then she just did some spousal abuse herself. Yeah, that's hypocrisy, people. Pot kettle. Pot calling the kettle black eye. <laughs> Whoa, I see what you did there. You delivered some hardcore wordplay. Fred runs off screaming, holding his eye. And then he punches Ricky? I don't know. He runs into Ricky in the hallway. I think he just is running too fast, and he only his vision is impaired. He bumps into it, maybe. So That's what? We couldn't see. We have no idea. Yeah. Truly, there are so many other injuries that can happen besides black eyes, which are more likely. But it was trending hard. Apparently. Well, and then the thing that I thought was incredibly unlikely... Because at the end, we discover that not only does Lucy have a black eye, which she still has the next day, Mm -hmm. uh, Ricky has a new black eye, Fred got a black eye, Ethel got a black eye from the exact same way that Lucy got one, which was like... Fred threw a book at her. Why why was there a book? What is going on? That (laughs) sounds like violence. Seems like a cop-out and also whatever. It's fine. (laughs) At the, cute. Well, I was I was excited because before the reveal, it was like Ethel's the only one who survived. Like, <laughs> if this is a survivor, she came out on top. Yeah, she is the for Rose, once the Rose Dewitt Bucator of the story. She found a door. She got away. Yeah, <laughs> there is no room for Fred Mertz. Not on that door. I mean, I was really excited to have her have a win at the end of the day. I agree. But no, Fred had to toss her a book. But also, what is was Ricky holding meat? What was he? Well, they it used to be a thing you would put raw meat on a wound. It was meat. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like one of those weird, like satin. She had one of those ice cases. Packs. Yeah, was, like ice bags, which was also confusing, confusing to me because she got it out of the bedroom. So I was like, why do you have ice in your room? <laughs> like she doesn't have like a, does she have a little mini fridge under? No, she does not. <laughs> be amazing (laughs) like i have a lot of questions but that's fine props department you guys took a snooze this is going way backwards but when ethel calls upstairs she says do you want us to bring anything cookies ice cream iodine (laughs) oh yeah she's trying to trick them into saying like my husband hit me (laughs) yeah but still i think it's fun that like also ethel would just come upstairs late at night and bring cookies or ice cream that sounds like (laughs) the best life like i want to live upstairs for my best friends Your and just have them doesn't do that for you? bring desserts upstairs all the time. So <laughs> classic misunderstanding in this episode. Mm. I like that it was multi-layered. Honestly, as nervous as the title made me, the episode itself wasn't totally egregious. No, it was actually kind of fun. No, I, I agree as well. One of the interesting little things that they said at the end was like, I, I'm glad I have a couple of days off work. Like, he didn't have to go to work because he had a black You can't eye. perform with a black eye. I'm like, dude, you're stage makeup. Like, you just covered up, you clown. What are you talking actually, about? Actually, the black eye is stage makeup right now. <laughs> You can't take off a day for your wife to have a baby. But black eyes, th- those you can see. So right. that's it's a vanity thing. Babies are invisible. Right. Babies, you can't see. It's true. It's you true. can't see your pregnant wife no, when you perform. True. I thought it was kind of funny and fun that it was like, oh, we're just a bunch of zany people who don't understand what the other people are saying. It seemed pretty self-aware to me. <laughs> they were yeah. in on the joke. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... If you ignore that the premise is that it's pretty common for people to get a black eye and try to explain it away, which is pretty dark, then it's like a funny, lighthearted episode. 
Are where black eyes just more rare now? <laughs> like, I just don't know that many people who've ever had a black eye. I've ever seen anybody with one. I remember, like, if someone in high school, like, on the football team, if they got in a kerfuffle. Yeah, got tackled or something, or I don't know, like. Yeah, sports related. Sports, like, if you were on the lacrosse team, and, like, I don't know. I feel like it's not unfamiliar to me, but this whole idea of, like, women having black eyes is apparently the taboo. Yeah, well, women and Fred. Friedrich. Oh, yeah, that, like, classic thing about women and Fred <laughs> I think that that could probably be a lot of things. Women and Fred do this. Yeah. Women and Fred like milkshakes. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other shows in which, like, we've seen them deal with this kind of stuff. A black eye? Oh, I know one. Yeah. But it's embarrassing. There's an episode of Hawaii Five O. Stay with me. It's Thanksgiving. The old Hawaii Five O or the reboot? The reboot. It's Thanksgiving and the main guy alex o'laughlin he has a black eye and his co-workers keep trying to get him to tell the story mm. and when it's finally revealed spoiler alert for all you lucy slash hawaii 5 fans we know there's a lot of overlap <laughs> it was valentine's day and his girlfriend at the time was doing like a sexy dance and she kicked her heel off and it hit him in the face <laughs> i feel like that is a thing where it's like people don't want to tell the embarrassing way that they got injured yeah it yeah. took all episodes yeah. for him to confess I mean, I like I cut my chin open because I fell in the shower and I broke my ankle because I fell in a mall parking lot. My brother has a jagged scar on his forehead. Is he Harry Potter? Is he the boy who lived? Is he a wizard? He got it during a pillow fight, like with all of our cousins on a holiday. The zipper hit him and like cut his skin open. But it's it literally looks like the Harry Potter. (laughs) It's like it's definitely it's really faded now, but when he was, like, around Harry Potter's age, like, around, like, 11, he had a Harry Potter scar on his forehead. Aww. And honestly, I don't think he got a lot of flack for it because everyone wants to be Harry Potter. Yeah. Did you have glasses? Yeah. Aww. My brother's Harry Potter. Cool. So who are you? <laughs> I'm Harry Potter's sister. She didn't make it into the books. But she, she did make it into my fan fiction. Because you didn't sign the waiver. <laughs> sign the release form. The only other example I can think of of like, we don't know how to talk about this violence, is like after school special type things. Mm-hmm. Mm. Where it's like somebody's like, no, I just fell down the stairs. Or mm-hmm. you know, like, and then it's like, oh no, we need to call like special services or whatever. Yeah, there's an episode I think of My So-Called Life. Just yeah, where Ricky, he's being abused at home and like won't talk about it, but then the neighbor kids saw and the principal's trying to get it out of him and It feels like there are a lot of those like in the Very 90s special yeah i'm thinking of like seventh heaven episodes mm-hmm. or 90210 i feel like 90210 did those like very special episodes where yeah. they're trying to say like you know sometimes people i remember a seventh heaven one from when i was a little where like one of the kids meets a woman and doesn't understand why she has numbers tattooed on her arm oh it's because she's a holocaust survivor they wow. were like always trying to show you a lesson you could learn full house must have covered it at some point but you yeah. know like they would have the point where danny comes up to the girls rooms and then the, the music starts to turn and you're music. like yeah, yeah you know it's coming you're about to learn some shit i think that's it for this episode <laughs> Corinne, who are you to say that that's it for this episode? I mean, I'm going to go home and think about Fred McMurray for a while. Fred Fred McMurtz. It's a Fred <laughs> McMurray-Fred Mertz combo person. Mm. Who is he? Thank you for listening. As always, if you love the podcast or like it or whatever. If you have a feeling about our podcast. Yeah, tell us what it is. Um, tweet at us. 
right on Facebook. Leave us a review on iTunes. We would love reviews. We need self-validation in the form of iTunes reviews. So we would love it if you guys could drop us some some love. But yeah, social media-wise, you can find us, as always, on Instagram at We Love Lucy Podcast. On Twitter at We Love Lucy Pod. And on Facebook, it's we love lucy podcast also again thoughts feelings ideas anything at all that you want to shoot us we're on email at we love lucy at gmail.com yeah send us pictures of your dogs or cats or really flowers anything. yeah anything you want anything that our, our show makes you think of yeah love it okay bye lucy stay safe